Hey, what's going on, everybody? I appreciate you checking out another episode of the 195 Stamps Podcast, the travel podcast that you deserve. Um, I'm really excited about uh, my episode today. I was joined uh, by my guy Brian uh, Beyond Be More on Instagram. Um, he's done a lot of things, right? So he's a content creator, blogger, um, traveled the world, had a lot of great experiences. So we had a really good conversation. Uh, that I'm going to share with you all a little bit later. But before we get there, we are we are in the midst of something that I think is just as important as the pandemic. And that is people trying to argue with me on the Internet, which is something I don't do. I generally don't. Don't partake in that. It's a it's a lose lose situation because like if you quote unquote win, I mean, did you really win? Because you just argue with a stranger on the internet, and then if you lose, like, which I, I probably wouldn't, but if you lose, like, you just got like e bullied by somebody on the internet that put that applied pressure. Like it's it's a lose lose, it's a lose lose. But you know there was a special type of 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 commentary that came from this young lady that fell in my comments last week. And what what I don't understand, like I I thought we were at the point in like the COVID cycle where we pretty much just understood that it's a real thing that you can catch. Like I I I understand not everybody's on board with the masks. I understand that everybody's not on board with the vaccine. But I thought we were on board with it being a thing that is still out there and available. Anybody can get it. But apparently not. Um, I had a woman come in my comments as I posted a picture about, hey, y'all be safe out there in Mexico. I would chill on on going to Mexico right now um, because they aren't really counting their COVID cases and being as, as stringent. As, as one would hope. And she came in my comments and said, well, I was just been in Mexico twice and I felt so much safer than I felt in the U S when it comes to, um, COVID cases, ma'am. I'm glad you felt safer, but how you feel isn't exactly reality. Perception is not reality just because you perceive Mexico to be a lot safer doesn't mean it actually is. And this is no shade to Mexico. Shout out to Mexico. I love my Mexican brothers and sisters. I love it down there. You know, as soon as this pandemic is over, I'm back out there. Definitely back out there next May for my guy's wedding. But maybe even before that Tulum, Cabo, I like all that, all of it. But right now ain't the time. And you could say, Oh, well, you know, it's it's happening everywhere like yeah but even like the mexican government is saying hey we're not really counting you know what 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 is counting we're not really counting these we're just you know we got some statistical models that allow us to predict and blah blah blah, blah. this is coming from like officials in mexico so if that's what the official notice if that's what they're saying publicly why in the hell do you think they are 
make taking measures to make everyone feel so safe. Why, why would you think that? If they're saying publicly, we're not really counting this. Why would you think that they are uh, testing and sanitizing and, and, and doing everything that needs to be done? Social distancing. They. They are te- not that not a, not to make a broad sweeping generalization, um, but some extremists are even attacking hospital workers as they get off their shifts um, because they're like, oh, you all have covid and you all could be spreading it. So we are going to attack you with bleach like this is happening in some in some Mexican cities and towns. This is not like new. This is coming straight from people in Mexico, like healthcare workers are saying this. And it got to the point where they had to, and by they, I mean the hospitals that these healthcare workers um, were were working in, started organizing um, like buses to take them to and from like the subway or um, different drop off points so that they could feel safe. And they had to start changing clothes like in the hospital, out of their work clothes, into. Uh, just kind of the regular civilian clothes. Like this is this is wild. Like this is crazy. But I'll say all that to say I don't like arguing on the internet. But at least like, if you're gonna talk shit to me, at least make it worth my while. Like, don't tell me something is fake and that you don't just because you don't feel it happening. That doesn't mean it's it's not there. Now that that I can't do. <laughs> that I cannot do. But anyway, let's go ahead and, you know, jump into my conversation with Brian. We had a really good conversation um, and I really hope you all enjoy it. Remember to subscribe, rate and review. All right, let's get into it. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I've got Brian Oliver, Beyond Be More. What's going on, man? How you doing? Pretty good yourself, man. Not too much is going on, man. The usual, man. You especially now in these quarantine times, man. Like <laughs> I know it's tough for people like like you, like you. You used to being out here moving and shaking on the scene in different cities, and now it's just complete like hold up. Everybody stop and just been at the crib. Yeah, man. What was feeling like I uh, had a, a trip planned every month has now turned into like you know sitting still in my own city um, <laughs> and reminiscing on all the trips I was fortunate enough to take in the past. Man, it's tough. So where'd you have planned uh, before basically March when the world shut down? I actually didn't have much planned before March mm-hmm. uh, due to uh, business. Got you coming, coming in, uh, in the way of my plans. But the craziest thing was I was due to fly out for two weeks on March the 16th. And that is literally the day that everything started to shut down across the whole world. And, uh, I was headed to, uh, Rwanda and Uganda. Oh, nice. And I, I had been looking forward to it for so long, man. And even that week before when everyone, you know, was still in, sure about what exactly the coronavirus was and how serious it was and how you know leaders weren't taking it serious so i was like Mm. you know i'm out right i'm I'm getting out of here and it had to be that weekend 
that everything, you know, was starting to kind of come to light. And I knew that I was not going anywhere on that Monday. Man, what's crazy about it is like everybody kind of thought once it shut down, like, oh, we only be in the house for maybe two weeks a month. We going on months, <laughs> three, four. I don't lost count by now. Uh, I, I don't even count anymore. It's like uh, you wake up and you're like, what day is it? Oh, all right. Exactly. Uh, but but Rwanda and Uganda, you now you've been to Africa quite a few times before. Yeah. Um, and this was one of the one of the trips that I was most looking forward to because of uh, just the two countries, and then what I plan to do, like the gorilla trekking and. Things like that. While yeah, I was there. yeah, I've heard in Rwanda they have like some gorilla sanctuaries. There's like a really big one there. Um, that's really dope. Uh, if 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 you haven't been, it's definitely worth something checking out. Especially I'm um, putting on the list because I've heard it's crazy. Like the pictures I've seen, videos I've seen, it's crazy over there. Yeah, and then just how they describe Rwanda overall is uh, how clean it is and how it's like an example for uh, a lot of countries in the world. Uh, to look at and follow and I was getting hype and that killed it and like you said I was like all right two weeks that's nothing I'll just reschedule it for later on in the year and uh nah, nah I'm pretty sure that that won't happen until next year now man oh you did man it sucks man I didn't you know I didn't have anything planned um really this year um maybe I would have gone somewhere like uh I don't know, like in, in the summer, just for a summer vacation, but I didn't really have anything super planned, but you know, I like to have my options open, you know, I like yeah, to be I able mean, to, <laughs> to, to skate around a little bit, see, see here and there, but nah, it, it, man. and I think people who travel like us, you are always on Google flights, just seeing what's available for certain weekends. If you did decide to go somewhere and mm-hmm. I can't even tell you the last time I logged uh, onto Google flights. Cause it's kind of like, and I don't want to tip myself or get upset when I see this crazy deal somewhere for like two fifty. That's normally 700. Exactly. And I know I can't do it anyway. Cause, cause you're right. Like we go on to a lot of those travel deal sites, right? It's a host of them out there. So um, for me, one of the ones I like is Google flights. And I also like, um, also, the points guy, he puts a lot of stuff out there, um, yep. just kind of aggregating a bunch of flight deals, and that and that stuff is dead now. Um, and, you know, with that, you were able to, okay, well, you know, I can get this flight, you know, that's normally right, 300, and now for some reason it's, you know, 150 from here to the Bahamas. And right. crazy enough, the Bahamas is like, nah, y'all can't come in here no more until y'all get shit straight over there. <laughs> no longer welcome. It's y'all like, nope. You're yeah, done. Please find somewhere else to vacation because you can't yeah. come here. And then the places that are allowing us to come, I mean, they have so many stipulations now, especially they're like, you know, you got to prove that you have a, a negative test result uh, within, what is it, like 48 hours before you land. And then while you're here, we got to know where you are. And we're going to uh, have you tested again while you're here. It's just, it's just too much. So for me, I don't have the patience. So I, I, I'm good. I'd rather just stay safe and get back out there when things are better and the world is more open. Exactly. But you know, enough about COVID let's talk about Brian. Gotcha. With a content creator like yourself, you go around the world, you take these amazing pictures, you start this foundation. So 
what kicked it off? What was the spark when you were younger? Did you do a lot of international traveling, a lot of domestic traveling? Like what took you from looking at stuff on the internet to, all right, I got to go here. What, so when I was younger, it was more like local road trips with my family. And, you know, it was just going places that were like within a few hours uh, from Baltimore, maybe to say like Hampton or Newport News, Virginia, Norfolk, uh, go north to New York, Jersey. And the older I got, I was still intrigued by travel. Uh, I got into college with my friends and we would fly to different places in the city. I mean, in the U S once we got a little bit older and I always knew I wanted to go out of the country, but you know, there's that false uh, perception or, you know, we, we're taught as we're younger, when we, we were taught when we we're young that you had to be rich and mm-hmm. retired in order to go <laughs> anywhere out of the country. So that thought kind of stayed with me and some others. And then we discovered how cheap travel could actually be if you knew how to. How if you to know do how it. to like do we it, yeah. These websites, exactly. And yeah. you were exactly right. It's you know the media, and for better or for worse, right? Um, part of it is kind of glamorizing a bunch of places, mostly Europe, and then demonizing a lot of places with other black and brown people, Africa, India, yep. so on and so forth, Mexico. Um, but. You know, when you look at like even the movies, when people go, you know, if you watch any movie, right, people go overseas. Most of the time they kicking it like they got some real money in their pocket. Five star hotels, Uh, first class flights. Exactly. The hotel room, if if the movie is set in uh, with the trip to Paris, there's always the view of the Eiffel Tower from the room. Like it's just all of the over the top, you know, things and. You sit there and you're like, wow, I would love to do that one day. But do you think you're going to be like 60, 70 years old when you finally get to do it? And we discovered, you know, what flight deals are, what glitch fares are. And we just took advantage of it, man. And I started to travel internationally after college. And the first place I went was actually to Bermuda. But that was for a trip with my family. Mm-hmm. And after that, I had a trip planned to London and Paris with friends for my birthday. And then I saw that they were gradually dropping out. And I was like, you know, this trip is not going to happen. And something told me, you know, go anyway. And I was like, man, I'll be by myself. Like I've traveled different places in the U S alone, but I've never gone out of the country alone, especially to a big city like London and, you know, Paris. So I was hesitant. Uh, I decided to go, go along with it. And this was during the days when we didn't have, like Google Maps on our phone uh, or different, you know, Apple Maps that we could just log into and get us around. So I had directions printed before I left the States <laughs> of how I was Oh, gonna... man, you telling your age. you telling your age. Right, like, like, I'm like, oh, I'm leaving the airport and I'm going to catch the train. And when I get off the street, I need to walk to the hotel. But, you know, I need to turn here. So I had all of this in folders, man. And... <laughs> that's, that's organized, though, because a lot of people would have got off and said, the hell with it. We just going to figure it out. <laughs> just going to figure it out. But I was like, you know what? You by yourself. This is something, you know, you've never done before. And I didn't want any mishaps. So I went, it, I went with it. And I just remember during that trip, like the freedom I felt and just like the power. And I was like, man, if I can do this, I can do anything. So mm-hmm. that kind of sparked my love for solo travel, even though I'll still travel you know, every now and then with friends or family. Of course, of course. And traveling solo, right. it, um, you know, it's not for everybody. Although I think 
everybody should try it at least once. You know, you don't have to go to London or Paris. It can be, you know, if you live in, you know, New York going to, I don't know, Miami for the weekend, but something, but it's, it's definitely something that I think, um, makes you appreciate who you are more. Um, and it no, brings out strengths that you, you didn't know that you had. Um, I don't, uh, I don't know if I never told you my, my solo, uh, travel story from Cuba. I don't think. Oh, no, 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 man. So for my 30th, a couple of years ago, I decided to go to Cuba, you know, on some, on like some eat, pray, love type shit and <laughs> by myself. So, you know, I get the fare. It was stupid cheap. Like this is right when the embargo like first was lifted. So fare is okay. real cheap. Like, all right, yeah, yeah, I'm head out to Cuba. And uh, one thing about Cuba is, like, you can't do, like, it, it ain't no Marriott. Ain't no Hilton. It's like. Right, right, right. It's, yeah. it's either the the national, like, state-run hotels and Airbnb it just opened up. So right. I grabbed the Airbnb. Um, the lady who owned the apartment was like, oh, yeah, you know, for an extra, like, $40, I can pick you up and take you to the airport. I was like, well, you know, I don't really speak no Spanish, so deal to me. <laughs> Man, long story short, I get out there and you know, you can't use credit cards there either. Right. Um, so I underestimated how much money I would need in cash. Oh, you ran out of cash. Bro, I ran out of money. Oh. Ran out of money. It was to the point where I had walked to like this grocery store that looked abandoned. Grocery store is, uh, I'm being kind with the word grocery store. It was like a, mar- a market thing. <laughs> And I bought some eggs, not a carton of eggs, literally like some egg, like a handful of eggs. Walked ever so gently back to the Airbnb where I was staying, put them in the refrigerator and was literally eating like not two scrambled, like scrambling one egg and eating it and drinking coffee. It was the struggle. And uh, so for, for those who don't know, also in Cuba, like Internet isn't like widespread. It's no Wi-Fi everywhere. Like Wi-Fi yeah. is not lit. You got yeah, to go. You got to walk to the Wi-Fi spot. Exactly. After you buy the card. Man. Exactly. After you buy the card. Yeah. And you could buy the card from like random cats on the street. Um, yeah. However, you also can buy it from like their. I guess it would be like their version of like a, a Comcast or AT and T or like the like the um, like those media like company stores. You can buy it from right. there, or you can buy it from the cow on the street. Thing is, the cow on the street it might not work for the whole time because they come in like hour chunks. (laughs) So you, but I ended up, man, I was like, dang, I looked, uh, I laid my money out on the bed. I think I had maybe $50. And remember I had to pay the lady 40, right? For the round trip to the the airport. Wow. Yeah. So I got 10 for real. (laughs) And I'm like, man, damn. So I walked over to the Wi-Fi park. It started raining. I didn't have no rain jacket of course because i mean why would i pack that pack that right sitting in the uh sitting on the bench literally in the rain in some random part of havana on my phone booked a flight back to atlanta the next day actually it wasn't even atlanta i had to book a flight to new york and then fly back to atlanta so booked a flight just so, to, get out. Just so i could get out wow man. had to book a flight out there so that was my first international solo trip and uh you know, even though all that happened, I didn't hate it. I wasn't upset. It was just no, like, was you know lesson. what? It's an yeah, experience. Lesson. Yeah. Moral of the story, always bring more money than you than you need and always pack a raincoat. 
Like that's that's right. that's the moral of the story. So I wasn't I wasn't even mad, but yeah, man, that's that solo travel. It um, it'll make a man out of you <laughs> if you. It's going. It's going to teach you a little a little bit of everything. Man, skills you didn't even think you had, and you're going to come back home, and you're like, nothing is going to scare me now because uh, you don't know what I just went through. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that first solo trip to London and Paris, that kicked it off, and so after that. Where were your favorite destinations solo? So my other favorite destinations to travel solo, I definitely have to say I went to I went to Ghana mm. by myself. Oh, okay. And I didn't know anybody there besides uh someone through Instagram who was like, you know, when you come here, I'll make sure that there's a driver to pick you up in the airport and he'll take care of you. And I happened to post a photo, I think, when I was departing. And a girl who lived there commented and said, you know, hey, when you get here, if you need anything, let me know. And I love meeting strangers, but I wasn't too pressed at the moment. You know, <laughs> right. Like, Random people, like, you, know, you, you yeah. never know. It could be a lick. No, right, no clue. So I went and, you know, I just did my own thing. I was looking for spots to go. The driver, you know, he was a young dude, so he was helping me out, suggesting places to go hang out, where to go eat. And I knew a couple of places I wanted to hit up just through the Internet. So I get there, and a few days into the trip, we go out one night, and the same girl sees that I'm there, and she responds to my IG story. And she's like, hey, I'm here. I'm at the bar. So I'm like, all right, I'll come speak in a second. Ended up going over there to speak. Hung out with her and her friends the rest of the night. Hung out with her every day the next uh, few days oh, that I was still in Ghana. <laughs> and it, it was like the best trip ever because, you know, she knew all the good places to go. She knew all the people uh, to know. And it was just so much uh, positive energy. And uh, we still communicate to this day. I've gone back again since then. And, you know, that's what I, that's why I say... I love to travel solo because if I'd gone there with my friends, I wouldn't have been as adventurous or and you wouldn't uh, have seen the places that she yeah, took well, you to. Right. You know, like, you know, the, the, the members only, uh, after hours bars and things like that, that I wouldn't even have known existed. And she's like, Oh yeah, no, nah, nothing shut down. <laughs> let me, t- let me show you where the people are. And then you end up at some spot drinking all night and meeting other, uh, meeting other locals. And, that I'll never forget that. And I still to this day, I'll tell anybody that that is probably my favorite place to visit. As I said, I've done that twice. And otherwise a solo trip that I've taken, uh, Switzerland was dope. Mm. Uh, just the, just the scenery. Which part were you and, in? Uh, I went to Zurich uh-huh. and can't think of the name of the city, the other city I traveled to. Zurich like, that is, was just dope. Nah, Zurich is is really nice. Expensive as hell. It's like, expensive as hell. Man. Like, I think like a burger is like twenty dollars or something. If you, Bro, if you go out, down to eat. Yeah. My credit card bill was looking real <laughs> dismal when I got back. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to put some stuff on eBay. I ain't know it was gonna be. I mean, I it was expensive, like that, right? But I ain't know it was gonna be like that. And, and you know, you can't help it. I mean, you gotta eat. You gotta. Right, you know, you gotta survive. Yeah, and Switzerland is beautiful too. Like it's um, like the the scenery, dramatic. The 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 hills, 
I was uh I was there in December and I hit Zurich and I was also in um in Zermatt, um one of the ski mm-hmm. towns uh, a few hours a few hours outside of Zurich. Man, okay. beautiful like the mountain ranges, like the the, the scenery, the architecture is wild. Right. Like I want to go. I don't like to do a lot of places twice because there's still so much I want to see. Um, but it's definitely some a place that I will go back to. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would definitely go back. And now that you know how expensive it is, it's kind of like plan accordingly. You, you prepare, right? right. <laughs> I need it's to like, prepare. all right, look. Yeah. And and one thing you talked about earlier that I know a lot of people, my friends, family, just people you run across in general, are apprehensive about solo travel because it's like, man, I don't know nobody there. And it can be there being Houston or there being, you know, Haiti or wherever. And you said you met some people like literally through Instagram or through the internet and the internet has dramatically made the world such a smaller place. Um, in our lifetime, you went from printing out directions, right. And <laughs> London and Paris to just kind of posting on social media. And then somebody hitting you back like, Oh, if you need a driver, let me know. Oh, I'm here. Let's link. And y'all kick. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's crazy. And I'm assuming that was in inside of like less than 10 years between the two of those occurrences. Oh, so, definitely. And right. it's funny because what you were saying from not even just printing directions, but you know, I always wonder how it is right now to actually be a travel agent because the demand is down because you don't really need someone else to tell you, uh, go here, so, go there, check this book out. Cause we can just Google everything. So let or, me tell you. Let me tell you, I had this same question and I was talking to someone in the travel agent game. You'll be surprised how many people don't want to do the work or don't know to do the work. Um, travel agents are still out here getting money. Like people just don't know, okay. don't know. They're scared because um, we yeah. live in a bubble, especially here. A lot of people are scared. Like they want to go to like a resort. Like I, I don't understand why you need a travel agent to go to like a um an all-inclusive resort like you book the resort you book the flight and a lot of times they'll throw in transportation um so what's the need of the travel agent um <laughs> right once, you know, you, once you're on the resort right. you're good right you might get yeah. five seven percent off um but you know nothing nothing crazy but yeah man people right. just do not want to do the work for whatever reason and it's so simple like as you say you can go right on ig and uh, search a tag or do the geotag, and you're like, okay, this is this is such and such. I got to get here. I got to go here. So you already got a list. And then, like I said, with Google and without the travel community, someone who's already been to these places is like, you know, jackpot. Right. And they can tell you, oh, my God, you got to eat here. You have to go party here. I suggest you stay here. And like I said, I've put people on with drivers in so many different countries just because – they looked out for me the whole time, and I'm like, all right, I got you. I'm Drivers are low-key to plug, man. Oh, yeah. yep, yep. Drivers are definitely the plug when you go internationally. If you get a good driver, like my homegirl went to um, Egypt either last year or two years ago. Okay. And uh, her driver looked out for her, put her on the hella spots, um, didn't charge her arm to leg, would, like, take her someplace, wait for her, take the pictures. Like, you know, she wanted to go to a market and haggle. He would do that. But – yeah. Drivers are definitely the plug, man. And they'll let you know, you know, they're charging you too much. And they'll tell you, sit back, I got this. And the next right. thing you know, you're like, damn, I was really about to get overcharged. I was about to get got. <laughs> exactly. But, but you just, you know, looked out for me. And 
I think that you spend so much time with them that they kind of become like, you know, somebody who you could feel like is family. I've had, you know, drivers get emotional when I leave to go back to the States. They're <laughs> like, man, I'm, you know, I've seen you literally from the time you woke up in the morning and stepped outside, you know, the room to the time you went to sleep at night. And then the very next morning, you know, right. for like, That's like the homie. days now. Yeah. So they're like, you know, especially in a lot of, uh, in countries in Africa, because, you know, to get different places, it's like, you know, a road trip. Man. So, you know, you're spending so much time in the car together talking about everything and, you know, you get to know these people's families and their backgrounds. And, right. You know, you get back home and thankfully we have WhatsApp. So keep in contact. Right. You get the WhatsApp, Facebook, and it's, it's easy to keep in contact because I've definitely kept in contact with like in Brazil. We had a uh, a travel host and uh, we're still Facebook friends. Uh, the group that went down, they're still Facebook friends with her. So, you know, yeah, it's it, it really makes the community um, even though there's a bunch of people in the world, right? It makes the travel community that much smaller. Um, so yeah. you, you know, you started the traveling right, right out of college. When did it occur to you? Like, Oh, I can really make this like a legit side hustle because I mean, you have profiles, right? Nomadness essence. Um, the points got like you, people recognize the work. So when did you realize that that was, that was feasible? I honestly can remember the day I decided to start a blog. And at the moment, I didn't even have an Instagram page uh, for Beyond Be More. But I was on a plane one day and I came up with the name, like while I was flying on the plane. And it's funny because I always tell people, no, no, they're like, how do you take these long flights? And to me, it's a perfect time to sit back and just brainstorm and plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of times, well, every time I fly, I have noise canceling headphones on, but most of the time people be surprised. I'm not even listening to anything. It's just <laughs> the fact that I you don't want to hear them <laughs> tuned out everything in the background. And now I'm just sitting there in my thoughts and I'll plan. And it originally started off with me just wanting to encourage most of all, uh, young men from Baltimore to get out and travel and just see something outside of their community. And, I started to notice that, you know, the following was picking up from people who weren't from Baltimore and they were just inspired and interested in what I was doing. And over the years, you know, it's not one of the biggest IG pages or the biggest blogs, but I think the message uh, hits a lot of people. And, and, and that that's what's most important. You don't have to have right. that large following if you have valued followers who understand that the content that you're creating speaks to them. Right. That matters even more. Yeah. And you know, people are always like, wow, you know, I I would have never thought to go there, but now that I saw that you went and it was safe, you had a good time. I want to go there. And you know, can you help me out? And I'm always the guy that's like, sure. I got you. That's no problem because I want everyone to, uh, to have the same experiences that I've had. I think it's important. Absolutely. And I'm, and now I can see that it's growing even more and I'm kind of nervous because I don't know <laughs> what will happen. That's a good energy. And though. That's a good energy. It, though. it is. And it's just, it's weird because, you know, it's not something that I do full time. Um, so it's kind of like sometimes I'm juggling between that and, you know, working here in Baltimore and I work with my family here. So we, we own funeral homes, which is another reason why I live the way I do, because I'm like, 
I don't even know if uh, I'm gonna be here tomorrow. So yeah. let me get out and do what I can do now. And you know, to see like the traction that the blog is picking up, and as you mentioned, I started a nonprofit uh, to get young men from here to be able to travel. And so some days I'm kind of like, okay, this is an opportunity sitting right in front of me that I know I should take, but do I want to take it because this could blow up? And then I'll be like, damn, I'm overwhelmed. Uh, you know, I think this is this is definitely not where I've ever expected myself to be in life with something like this. I mean, the universe doesn't give you anything that you can't handle. So, I mean, you, you've been doing it so far um, and hey, it's just going to, going to continue going up and with the nonprofit. So what is it exactly that you do with the kids from Baltimore um, to open their eyes that there's more out there than just uh, the city that they're in? So the nonprofit is called Be More, See More. And that's another name that came to me. I don't even know when it popped in my head, but I was like, we got to do this. I got to go with that. And, you know, I always say that, you know, I want to teach young men that they're, that the world and their dreams are much larger than the community from, you know, where they come from. And this, it's crazy because we started last year and, you know, we say, Hey, we're going to empower you know, male students of Baltimore City through education, mentorship, and most of all, travel. And to me, education and mentorship are all included in travel. And Absolutely. it all just it all just came together. And you know, we were ready to take our first trip in May with young men from from uh, Baltimore. And as we all know, yeah. here comes COVID nineteen that just ruined everybody's plan so we're you, you know we're currently regrouping and figuring out we were like all right we're just gonna move it to fall and now <laughs> the fall is just announced, <laughs> they just announced this week that schools are going to be virtual yep so uh virtual here so it's not going to be easy to get you know physically face to face with the young men and also you know travels on hold likely for the rest of the year especially uh when you're taking someone else's child away. Absolutely. You got to be real and, safe with that. Know, you got, yeah, you got to be extremely safe with it. So can't wait to see what's going to come uh, from both aspects of my travel life. Uh, <laughs> I actually had more trips scheduled this year that I haven't even canceled yet. And uh, part of the no. reason <laughs> is like, uh, I know I'm not going, but it's like, you know, I was supposed, I was supposed to go to Brazil in September. Uh, we even had Mexico City for the Day of the Dead festival. Oh man, in, don't um, tell me that. In October. Oh, don't tell and, me that. Right. And because we got such good deals on these flights, <laughs> uh, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to cancel this because I don't want that little bit of credit back. I'm going to wait and see if they let me reschedule it till next year. And then I'll just reschedule it and still get that deal. But so, uh, we just got to wait and see. Absolutely. And you mentioned Mexico City. Um, that is somewhere that I was supposed to go last September. Didn't end up working out. I want to go there. Um, it looked like I, I, it was probably within the past couple of years that I realized that um, Mexico City was more than what meets the eye. Like you hear it's like just real crowded and, you know, that and was dangerous and dangerous, which is which yeah. I've heard is true. It is. It can be dangerous in some parts, but um, just beautiful culture. 
a lot to see, do, eat, experience. So Mexico City is is definitely um, on the list. Yeah, Gotta man, I've there. gone twice, and it's you know I've gone twice, and the reason I went back, as you said, is that was one of those places I visited, and I was like, yo, I can come back here a million times, and you know, and have a good time. So we were going to do that this year. I was going to go with some friends this year, and uh, I mean, I I know October is months away, but at this rate, um, like this, that's not going to happen because <laughs> apparently, you know, their numbers are super high as well. And they've even been accused of, uh, reporting false numbers just mm-hmm. to keep them lower mm-hmm. than what they really are. And yeah, I can't take that chance. Yeah. I was talking about that. Um, on, on last week's pod, like I read something, I think it was uh, a Vox article that was saying that they are basically what happens when you don't have enough tests and you can't, can't, test people in these rural places, um, especially since a lot of the economy is based on tourism. Um, and these tourists come from all over the world, right? So right. they're all bringing it there. Um, a lot of the, the people that work there, not a lot, pretty much all the people that work on these resorts, right, live in these places and they're taking it back. And you don't have an accurate count of the numbers. It, it's scary what can happen down in Mexico um, if you don't know the real number. Yeah. So I'm staying, I'm staying away from Mexico for a while. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I see a lot of people there right now, and I'm and I'm hating on the on the pictures, but uh, I'm like, yeah, I'm good because I would especially feel bad if I went somewhere unknowingly, uh, you know, a carrier of this, and I, you know, I took advantage because they didn't require me to present mm-hmm. a, a a negative test result, and you know, I'm responsible for continuing to spread there. So I just, yeah, I'm not ready, man. No, that's real responsible of you. So, wildest travel story over your years? The wildest travel story over the years had to be when I was in Bali. And they have been warnings forever. (laughs) You know it's going to be a good story when you first start out with, (laughs) I ignore the warnings. (laughs) Man, they have been saying it forever. Like, you know, yeah, the... There's been a little bit of smoke coming from the top of the volcano. Uh, it could possibly erupt. You know, we just don't know when. And, you know, that was just a travel warning that had been there. And, you know, you're like, man, what, whatever. And, you know, it had been months since they had put out that warning. And you get to Bali. And I think I wasn't even there for maybe like a day or two. And then here comes this warning. Like, yeah, uh, there's a lot of smoke coming from the volcano. Um it's it's creating this uh, ash cloud over top of the island, and uh, we are not letting anyone travel to certain parts of the island. So I'm like, well, damn, there goes a lot of my plans that I wanted to take. <laughs> and you know, I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna make the most of it and do what I can do. Start, you know, paying attention more to the news, and they're like, yeah, it's really bad. We're gonna have to close the airport. And I'm like, shit. Uh, I didn't have a direct. I didn't fly directly to Bali. I flew to Singapore first, and then came to Bali from Singapore. So I'm like, "Yo, I'm gonna miss my flight in Singapore." So I'm just sitting there dealing with that, running all around the island because the only websites that I could buy of domestic flights on in Indonesia wouldn't allow me to use my credit card online. Mm-hmm. So I had to <laughs> run around and try to get, you know, find out where I could buy the tickets and 
they were only selling them at like certain uh, like gas stations, like place or for example, like Seven Eleven. Yeah, super random. And every place that I went, no one could figure out how to uh, purchase this ticket for me. So I'm like really, really stuck. I missed those flights. Uh, I ended up catching a ferry like after I'd already missed the flights back home. Like that was just a wrap. I ended up catching a ferry to like another island and then flying uh, to another part of Indonesia, back to Singapore. I didn't even go back to Singapore. I had to go back to Singapore, I'm thinking, then to, to Japan, then to Detroit, then back to Baltimore. <laughs> like, I had never in my life felt so hopeless. I was like, damn, yo, I'm, I'm really stranded. And the problem was, like, the airline that I had flown initially, even to Singapore, was like, yeah, we don't have any seats available on our flights for like another two weeks. I'm like, y'all are bullshit. And they're like, nah, we all the flights are sold out. So I lost money there. Had to go, you know, use my travel insurance, which still was kind of like, you know, a hassle because they were like, well, there was a warning before you went. So, <laughs> we told you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we told you. And you missed a flight in a country that you didn't even, you know, have booked on this itinerary. So I'm like, man, I'm. I was screwed, but I, and then when I got back, this is the crazy part. When I got back, uh, to Singapore before I was about, you know, to fly to Tokyo to finally get back to the States, my luggage wasn't there. <laughs> so I had a hotel room. I was like, all right, I'm gonna go take a shower, put a fresh outfit on. You know, I'm hype. I'm just going, I'm, I'm going home. Mm-hmm. And I was just, you know, happy to get home, man, nothing. So got back to Baltimore and I think, Two days later, they told me come to the airport to pick up my luggage or something. But uh, I want to go back to Bali badly. Of course. Because that was an experience I was looking forward to. So you didn't get to do anything in Bali? Nothing really, but like the monkey sanctuary uh, and, you know, just, yeah, that was pretty much it. Uh, Went to the rice terraces. It was pouring down rain and like flooding. (laughs) Uh, and then, so yeah, I was like, all right, once I got stuck there, man, I was like, all right, so I'm gonna get a hotel closer to the airport and, you know, I'll just get one of the uh, nicer hotels that are on the beach. Um, and this resort was dope as hell. And I had to, it had to be a salad or something. I ate, man. Like the night before I was just sick, freezing cold. And you know, Bali is like hot as hell. I'm freezing, man. Couldn't even do anything but sleep all day. So it was just. One of those trips that I'm like everything that could go wrong went wrong. Oh and man, the Murphy's Law trips. I, I I definitely that was my Cuba trip. Basically, everything that could go wrong did go wrong. Yeah, and I'm like, you know what? I want to go back badly, but I'm kind of just like, uh, I'm gonna have to make sure I'm mentally prepared for to relive that trip when I go back <laughs> and just be like, it ain't gonna happen again. But just be confident uh, while I'm there. And so, what's funny is. Now, I'm assuming you did. Did you do a lot of that running around by yourself? Yeah, and the crazy part was other people that I knew were in Bali, but they went in opposite uh, part. And, you know, we couldn't even get to each other because of everything that was going on. So, and then they were trying to evacuate as well. Some of them took like a shuttle, like a, a shuttle bus from the airport that was like a 10-hour ride to another city. Oh, like, hell, just, everybody was just... Everybody was just at that point where they were like panicking, like, how the hell are we gonna get home? So yeah, yeah. when a volcano when it's threatening the volcano eruption, um, yeah, all all bets are off. Like you you really gotta try to get up out of there. Um, yeah, they had everybody uh shook, man. Damn. 
Well, I mean, but look at that though. You know, you went from printing out map quest directions in in uh in London and Paris to running around dodging volcanoes in uh in Bali. In Bali. And you know what? It's the the crazy thing is if there's anything that I regret over all of these years that I've traveled, it's the fact that even when I wasn't solo, I have a phone, I have a digital camera, I have a GoPro. I don't have any videos of these crazy ass adventures. And I'm thinking like, do you know how uh, many people would watch this? Man. You know, like photos are good and stories are great if you put it on a blog. But if I had recorded this uh, with some video, I'm like, because it's kind of like, you know, you tell these stories to some some people and they're like, no way, no way. I'm like, yo, I can't make this up. And you got to um, have a video for it. Right. You got to have the video. And those are the times when I wish, you know, I was one of those uh, people on a travel channel or some other network with a camera crew, like literally watching me, you know, drop every curse word in the book and, you know, get mad at everybody. And it would show a different side of me that, you know, most people on the internet wouldn't see because everything's so carefully uh, curated at times. Or, you know, you try to be politically correct. Right. When I'm like, man, if you really saw me some days, you'd be like, this is a whole different dude. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I hear that, man. I hear that. But you know what? Um, You've been doing some great work out here um, with the foundation, the nonprofit, and just with, you know, all the speaking opportunities and and, and profiles um, that have come your way since you started traveling. So, you know, whatever that other side is, apparently it's been working, bro. Because, I mean, (laughs) you you out here making waves, man. (laughs) <laughs> got to man that's the goal alright well I appreciate that's you coming cool. on man and uh and I appreciate the invite and the opportunity absolutely alright man hold it down up there in Baltimore man be safe alright you be safe down there as well and hopefully I'll cross you again in another city uh, yeah man I know we, we didn't get a chance before, to link uh, in Nashville like we planned but you know there'll be uh the world will open back up again yeah it will it will and I'll be ready for it just like you I'm sure <laughs> absolutely Take it easy. Yeah.